you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. Welcome back to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. And today we're talking a little bit more about gearing up for performance reviews. So I know of employers that start performance reviews in October and all the way up to even February, March of the following year. So we're right in that window. It's approaching. Are you preparing? And just because COVID-19 has kind of taken over 2020 doesn't mean your employees should not have performance reviews. It is imperative. And I think now more than ever, employees need consistent and constant communication, whether it's in regards to the expectations of their job or in regards to how well they're doing, what you want to see differently, and just being very specific in regards to the the feedback that you're providing. So let's jump into this just a little bit more. So even if you have employees that are still in that remote phase, if you haven't returned back to the office, and maybe it's not a phase, maybe it's something that you plan on uh, continuing on, maybe indefinitely, whatever the case may be, you have to adjust and you have to get prepared to conduct a remote performance review. And even if you've been remote, maybe you're calling that person in to the office for an in-person, but you're practicing social distancing while delivering a performance review. I would say this, whether it be corrective action, termination, or performance review, feedback should never be a surprise. There shouldn't be a time where an employee should be shocked by what you're telling them. So through your coachings, through your conversations, it should really be reflective to what you've been providing them as a leader, right? But I would say this, give some give some lead time. If you plan on having your performance review with a specific employee, and obviously you should be doing it with all employees at the same time, that is an HR best practice. But let's just say you're having performance reviews in November. Be sure to give them at least two weeks, 30 days of a heads up. Let your employees know that performance reviews will be scheduled this week, the week that you have determined and, and dedicate that time. It should be probably an hour in length and really allow them to have this opportunity to either do a self-performance review or you can go right into it and fill out that document. We actually have a performance review template under HR Essentials at willishr.com, but there are uh, performance review documents that we can even customize for you and make sure that the employee is aware of, of what that agenda is for the meeting. There should be no surprises. And honestly, I would say in 2020, we we shouldn't be able to give anyone else any more surprises. No more surprises in 2020. Make sure the employees are well aware. But, you know, even even in backing up a little bit, I think that even in my in my book, in Pantsless Nation, uh, HR Guidance for Master Remote Work, I talk a lot about exploring expectations and being very specific on what you are expecting from your employees. And I like key performance indicators that are usually developed through specifically your your company values and that relate to that individual's job description and job duties. And so if you don't have that, now is the time to get started. I know that that sounds like a total HR overhaul, but 
you'll you'll thank us later and if you need some help with that, you know who to turn to at Willis HR. But still, it's an, it's imperative employees understand their job duties, what you're expecting of them, because a lot of times as leaders, we have this assumption that either we've already communicated it or the employee should just know, right? Well, I'll tell you this. Even before COVID-19, employees just couldn't still read our minds, right? But in the midst of even COVID-19, there's this additional layer of just stress and pressure and so many other things to manage in addition to our regular job duties and what may or may not be expected of us. So that being the case, this is the time to over-communicate and overextend this this level of grace of inspecting what you expect and being very clear on, hey, if you're giving direction on a specific project, it's okay that you explain a little bit more in detail about what your expectations are as that leader. And that's the only way that will give you, as the leader, the ability to even feel frustrated. You can't feel frustrated about something that you haven't even told the employee about. Or can't feel frustrated. I mean, you could feel that way. It's just not necessarily uh, validated. But you can't feel frustrated over something that you haven't even communicated or relayed or given the employee an opportunity to fix, improve, or even to do the job in the first place. And so really it's laying out those expectations, understanding even what four uh, core values or competencies are you even rating them in? And then how does that rating system relate to their specific job performance? And so understanding that, you know, if you think, if you value as a leader customer service or, or client relationships, and that's really already, you know, kind of tied back into your core values or your mission, well, that's something that could be a competency and you could be communicating that to employees. But just saying client relationships or customer service isn't enough. It's saying, hey, if, if you have an extended response time, if you expect your employees to respond to clients or customers within an hour, within 24 hours, indicate that. That's, that's quantifiable. And actually, we can track it. We can measure it. And man, I mean, the, the details are in the numbers and, and the numbers, you know, they can't lie, right? So with that being the case, your employees will understand what's expected of them. You know, whether it's in your employee handbook or even your standard operating procedures, however you've communicated that to your employee base, they then have received it and now can be, quote unquote, evaluated and graded on that per se. But really, it should be a dialogue and even giving the employee the opportunity to share ideas and talk about their career path, talk about what, what, even asking the questions of your employees of, you know, where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself in five years? Those questions that you ask in the interview process shouldn't just stop. You should be asking your employees those questions in their performance reviews, even just in, you know, conversations that, that you're having and getting to know your employee base. But that will actually constitute a really good open dialogue. It will continue to reiterate trust with your team one on one. And um, it will also make the the performance review process like a little less uncomfortable. I think already knowing that from a leader standpoint, you may feel uncomfortable in this process. Well, imagine your employee sitting there knowing that this is like you know they're getting a grade, right? And uh, I always like to tell people, hey, this isn't this isn't pass or fail. Like this this is how your performance, whether it exceeds expectation or 
needs improvement is related back to these tangible items of, of work performance. And it's so funny that, you know, leaders struggle with this, but you have to ask for help, whether it be from your HR partners or even senior leaders. And you don't, if you don't have that or you just need some additional help, reach out to, to willishr.com, right? Reach out to your team here because we're the ones that are going to be able to help create this process for you, but customize it to your culture, customize it to the goals that you have set for the organization. And and this isn't something that just is going to feel natural right away. Let's say that you've been kind of just working in, in person for most of this time, and now you have to conduct, you know, remote meetings and remote performance reviews. Make sure this is a, it's a video and not just a call. You want to be able to communicate nonverbals with your employee, but the employees need to be able to kind of watch and monitor their nonverbals as well to make sure that, you know, it's a, an effective uh, dialogue, right? And I know that some employees also want this time to be a little bit more of brainstorming, like brainstorming of what are some of the possible opportunities I can have within the organization? What are some other goals or, or initiatives that the company's going to go through? But when you're highlighting that agenda, that's also a time that, to let the employee know that they're going to have an opportunity to ask questions, to brainstorm, to provide feedback. And this isn't the time to necessarily provide feedback for you as a leader. I think it could get very convoluted quickly and take the uh, focus off of the employee. If you want feedback on your leadership ability or on any other parts of the company, I think either sending a survey or giving the employee another option or venue to relay their feedback is, is the best way to go. It's this the prudent decision because you want to really give your employee the opportunity to shine. It's their opportunity to talk about the fact that they, their blood, sweat, and tears, they produce and they give in every day. So I wouldn't want to take away from that. I would want to only foster, reinforce. And then I even talk about, hey, here's how you can continue to strengthen your strengths, right? Hone in, highlight your strengths, other projects you can get involved in. But then also here are ways to improve your areas of opportunity. Or if you, if it's up to you as a leader, you can actually distribute projects that are more focused on on their strengths. It really depends on how the company is set up and how just the overall infrastructure is of the organization. But it's, it's also really important to, again, give this extra layer of communication, the expectations on a day-to-day basis, but expectations also for the meeting, the performance review, and then be understanding of even how, like in your mind, envision how this conversation will go, but how it will also end. And what's the follow-up though? It shouldn't just happen. It shouldn't just be a conversation that happens but once a year or even twice a year. And I know that a lot of organizations are moving towards more of a quarterly type of uh, performance uh, touch base, right? And, and it's because it's it's very real. It's very timely. And employees can remember what was that project that they just worked on. And it's a fresher type of experience or conversation. So however you set up your performance review process, just make sure you're very clear with your employees. And even if the pandemic has impacted your performance review process, let your employees know communication is everything. And I'm telling you, your employees will thank you. They will trust you and just be really open to the process and having that dialogue with you. So 
I hope this has helped. And if you have any questions, you can always feel free to email us at info at willishr.com. Don't forget, you can visit our website, willishr.com. And you can always, always follow all our social media accounts and trends. And we just want to be a resource and we just want to be there for you, many employers, small businesses, nonprofits, and leaders. And I just hope you can get some sleep tonight.